Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I got my coffee. I'm ready to record an episode. I did not get coffee today, and I'm... I am a sad person without mm. my coffee today. That's but a very I'm out of character pushing, for you. I know. I'm pushing water today. I'm trying to make sure I'm getting hydrated. So good idea. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. So this water is coffee-less coffee, Michelle. I suppose there is, but this is caffeineless, <laughs> caffeineless, coffeeless Michelle today. So I'm, I'll try not to be cranky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so you have a great topic for us today. Why don't you tell us what your topic is? Yeah. In, you know, however many the heck episodes we've recorded by now, I think we're, we're uh, pushing right up to a hundred. I realized 67, 67 episodes. We've never talked about imposter syndrome or we've never had a whole episode dedicated mm-hmm. to imposter syndrome. And I thought that was crazy because, or I thought that was, that was really surprising because, you know, our project and all of our episodes are structured around serving underrepresented people and teaching people mm-hmm. about what it means to be underrepresented, particularly in the technology field. And imposter syndrome is one of those things that, I mean, it affects everyone. I'm not going to sit here and say straight white men don't ever have imposter syndrome. Everyone suffers right. from that. When you are underrepresented, when you're a minority, when you don't see yourself out there being um, being spoken for and being represented, when you don't have mentors and people to look up to, imposter syndrome is like a constant for a lot of us. It is a consistent way of thinking about ourselves. It is ingrained in us from childhood sometimes. And I think it's something that touches so many of the different uh, topics that we've talked about in these almost 70 episodes. Um, and I recently found myself talking to somebody and referencing imposter syndrome and thinking like, oh, I can link them to an episode of the podcast and they can learn what imposter syndrome is. And then I was like, we don't have an episode on imposter syndrome. So I was like, we need to rectify that <laughs> immediately because I need yes. something to send people uh, who don't mm-hmm. know about imposter syndrome. So I'll kind of try to explain a little bit of what it is. And then I'd appreciate if you fill in any gaps for me. Um, Of course. And also like I'm speaking from my experience. I can't really speak Mm -hmm. for anybody else. Um, Imposter syndrome is very much what it sounds like, right? It's kind of that feeling or that thought in your head that you're an imposter, that you are not capable of something that you are capable of, that you don't deserve the things that you deserve. Um, it is, it's all over the place. I think it's very prevalent in workspaces and professional environments. You know, when you read a job description that describes you to a T, every single skill, all of your experience matches up, but you sort of think to yourself, oh, I don't know, like uh, they're asking for 
three years of experience with this software and I've only been using it for two years and 11 months. So like, maybe this isn't right for me or like, you know, this company is really big and like, it's really a, a, like a, a powerful company. And I don't really think that I'm good enough. You know, they're going to find out that I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I'm, I don't really want to apply for that. It's, mm-hmm. it's those nagging things that just sort of say, no, that's not for you. You're, you're not ready for that. You can't do that. Um, I experience it or, every day. Oh, go or ahead. when you push, or when you push for it and you do it, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to find out you're three raccoons in a raincoat, mm-hmm. right? Like that whole like the facade yes. is not who you really are. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because we have this idea that everyone else has all their their stuff together and we don't, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to find out, right? <laughs> um, I experience imposter syndrome every single day. It, it's, it prevents me from publishing things. It prevents me from starting things. It prevents me from speaking up. I experience it in my personal life, right? Like I, when I think about my future, when I think about being a wife, when I think about potentially being a mother, I feel those feelings of, well, I'm not good enough. I can't really do that. I look at other people and compare myself to them and think, well, I haven't accomplished what they've accomplished. I don't have my stuff together the way that they do. And it's everywhere for a lot of us. Um, Mm -hmm. and it really does start, um, with, with minorities and underrepresented people, it starts with things like a lack of representation, right? When we don't see Mm -hmm. other people that look like us or have had our life experience doing the things we want to do, we think, well, then it can't really be done. Like what, who am I to be the first to do that? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so, damaging. And it's, it's something I think about a lot and that I've been trying to overcome. And I intentionally do things and put myself out there to fight that imposter syndrome. Um, but a lot of times it's even hard to know, you know, am I being realistic or is this imposter syndrome? Am I being Mm -hmm. honest with myself or is this imposter syndrome? Is this just my internal monologue or is this imposter syndrome? And I think the more that people talk about it and the more that people hear other people talk about it and the more that we identify, you know, where it comes from and how it presents itself, it's easier to say, nope, that is my imposter syndrome telling me that it's not true. I can do that Mm -hmm. thing. And right the worst that will happen if I apply for that job I'm, I feel like I'm not qualified for is they won't call me back. Nothing bad will happen, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that that is where I come from with it and why sometimes I find myself talking with people and they don't believe or they don't understand why people who are underrepresented you not only have a harder time in tech, but need more help sometimes with certain mm-hmm. things. It's why we created mm-hmm. our database. It's why people like Quinstina created the uh, support uh, initiative that she created. Um, because we have this additional fence that we have to try to crawl over before we can get to where we need to be. Um, so I think it's really under- important for underrepresented people to acknowledge what's imposter syndrome to them. And it's really important for Mm -hmm. allies to be cognizant of that because so much of why we created underrepresented in tech was due to imposter syndrome. Because Mm -hmm. if somebody puts out a call for speakers for an event, your imposter syndrome is going to say, they're not going to pick me. And so it's Mm -hmm. up to the ally to say, I'm going to remove that 
narrative from their head to begin with, and I'm going to invite them to speak. And once Mm -hmm. they have that invitation, that silences some of that imposter syndrome because it says somebody wants me, somebody actually wanted me, and I didn't even have to apply. They asked me. Yeah. You know, and that's so Mm -hmm. powerful when you already have that voice in your head that says you can't for somebody to just say that you can, not even just to be nice or to be like, oh, no, of course you can. They've asked you and it's there and Mm -hmm. it's done and it's real. That is such a strong way to fight imposter syndrome. And it's honestly so easy for allies to be able to do, um, which why it frustrates me when they don't. Um, But yeah, that is that is my framing of imposter syndrome. And given that, you know, you and I, we've said on the podcast many times, we are both underrepresented people, but we are underrepresented for different ways and different Mm -hmm. reasons. That's where I come from as a black queer woman. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to know, is it, do you feel any differently? Is there anything that I missed that you've experienced in your underrepresentedness? <laughs> well, I will say, so for me, imposter syndrome has been a little bit different for sure. Right. So um, yes, women are underrepresented. Yes. Um, plus size people are underrepresented and often vilified and, and yes, um, disabled people are often underrepresented. Uh or just are underrepresented that often, but they are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. The difference is that as a white woman, I've had more privilege than you have, right? So mm-hmm. I've had better opportunities to be included um, earlier on. And mm-hmm. certainly had you been born at the same time I was born, you would have even fewer opportunities than than what you have now. Yeah. Just because thank God times do change as slowly as they do, but they but it but progressively anyway, there have been at least I, from my standpoint, things have gotten a little better. Yeah. That said, the first time I gave a WordCamp talk, I, I still can't remember if it was 2015 or 2016, but it was either six or seven years ago. I want to say it was 2016. So six years ago, I decided I was going to pitch to talk at WordCamp Buffalo. Now it's not a huge camp. There was like 140, 150 people there. Still, there was 140, 150 people there, right? So, like, there was a lot of people. Uh, there were two or three tracks. So, um, you know, there, it wasn't like everybody was going to be sitting and, and listening to me. But I put together a talk called the, the I, I think I called it The Hidden Secrets, which is a little bit of a, you know, duplicated title, but The Hidden Secrets <laughs> of WordPress. And I talked about things that I had discovered through sheer trying to figure out how can I do this, that, or the other, and make, then use those things to make life easier for other people. I was still convinced, even though I knew all of those things to be true, even though I had used all the tips and tricks in that presentation, that somebody would stand up at some point in my presentation and go, that's not right. That doesn't work that way. There's an easier way. Who do you think you are? Kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so I did have that that feeling of imposter syndrome, like I'm not a developer and I'm giving a talk at a WordCamp. I'm not, you know, a well-known person. I'm giving a talk at a WordCamp. And I was, I I wasn't terrified, but I had those butterflies in my stomach and I had that fear that somebody was going to say, you don't belong here. Yeah. And that is that, that's what the feeling of imposter syndrome is. As a result of that talk, now I'm 53, so I'm almost 54, actually, yeah, so 54, 53 now, six years ago, do the math, I can't do math, mm-hmm. whatever, it's 46 years old. I did that talk, 
and people were hanging on every word. People lined up to talk to me afterwards. I went to the happiness bar and I talked to people for an hour afterwards. And that talk was the tipping point for me. Mm-hmm. Because even though I'm not a developer, I've never claimed to be a developer. I go into places as a WordPress user, as a community expert, those kinds of things. I do not, I know I don't purport myself to be a developer. Mm-hmm. So therefore there is no imposter syndrome because I'm not trying to be a developer in the developer space. Yeah. I'm trying to be a community person or a marketer or whatever, a, a blogger in a in a community space. And so it was so eye-opening for me that I will honestly say to you now that there are very few times in the last six years since that one talk where I have felt that somebody might find me out that I'm not who Mm -hmm. I purport to be because I am who I purport to be. And it was a very affirming um, experience for me to have that. Mm -hmm. Now that is not to negate anybody else's continuing to have imposter feelings after they give a talk or 12 talks or a million talks and still have that feeling inside. That's how my brain and my psyche work. I do not fear those things anymore. But it was, I was also 46 years old when I had that realization. I was not 30 years old. I was not, you know, in a tech community when, you know, at the time of, of like raising kids and, and, you know, whatever, being a single mom and all those things that I did earlier on. So for me, that's a different experience. Mm -hmm. But I guess the one reason I would say that not, and I don't say that. So people go, oh, who does she think she is? She doesn't have foster syndrome. Absolutely not. I hope that other people have a tipping point too, where they stop feeling like an imposter and start Mm -hmm. feeling empowered in their spaces. Because if you are who you say you are, and if you do the things you purport to do, you are not an imposter. You Mm -hmm. are portraying yourself accurately in a field where you have knowledge, period. Exactly. I love that story. And I think that there's, yeah, there's different ways to deal with it and react to it. Like I, there's so many times that I can point to, I mean, asking to be on your first podcast when I very first met you, right? Like you put out a call on Twitter and said, I'm starting a podcast, a BT coffee talk. I'm looking for guests. And I was just sort of like, well, I saw that and I was like, I don't, I don't have anything to say. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. Like, why would she want to talk to me? And I applied because I was like, you know what? Like, the worst that can happen is she says no, or the worst that can happen is I flounder and I just ask her like, Hey, maybe can you just not use this? Right. Like it's, it's, it's experience, it's practice, it's getting to know a new person. And like, I should just try. And it went great. And I've been on dozens of other podcasts as Mm -hmm. a guest since then. I still have a little bit of imposter syndrome every time. I still think like, Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself or I'm going to say something wrong or whatever. And every time it's, it's more of a, like, and I think about this with my anxiety and my depression as well, right. Where Mm -hmm. it's at for me, it's never going to fully go away, but it's a passenger in my car. I'm the driver. It doesn't get to drive the car. It can ride with Mm -hmm. me. It can, it can sit there and do whatever it wants to do, but I'm the one driving the car. I'm the one making the decisions Mm -hmm. so I can Mm -hmm. acknowledge that it's there, but I'm not going to let it stop me from doing the things Mm -hmm. that I want to do. So Every time I do something, I kind of have that feeling of like, oh, shut well, up. Should you be doing this? And then I'm always like, yeah, why not? You know, why, why not? not? 
And I just also want to say, though, that the feelings of imposter syndrome are not the same as feelings of stage fright, nervousness. Correct. Like make, making sure I'm not going to like mumble my words or whatever, you know, I yeah. mean, there's there's I, 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 <laughs> I recorded a talk. I don't know if it was a year ago, two years ago, whatever, for a summit in in uh, fundraising. So a fundraising summit. And I did the entire thing in one take, but literally 20 minutes into a 27 minute video recording, I sneezed. And I just kept going because I thought, first of all, I'm not going to try to edit it out because that just looks silly. It lo- it'll look like a glitch if that's the only part of the entire thing where my movements and head don't, don't match up. And I at first was like, oh my gosh, do I have to do the whole thing all over again? I was 20 minutes into it, 27 minutes. And then I thought, no, if I was on a stage, I wouldn't be like, hit you. Oh my gosh, everybody, we got to go back to slide one and start all over, over again. Go back right? to so one. Like, people sneeze. I'm on screen. You watch me sneeze. I had a whatever. That's, my nose got tickled and I sneezed. So, you know, it, that's the way it goes. Um, and I don't think anybody watched that and went, oh my gosh, you didn't start over. Mm. I would have started over. Right. Yeah. So like, we're so much harder on ourselves mm-hmm. than That's anybody the, else could ever be. That is the other thing, the other kind of um, language or script that I'll play for myself when I feel the imposter syndrome coming. And somebody said this, or I read this somewhere, and it has always stuck with me. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about you as much as you do. And that sounds harsh because obviously people love you and people care about you. Nobody is watching you the way that you are. Nobody is counting your failures or your sneezes like you are. Right. (laughs) So, you know, when I continue that as a thought to fight those feelings, it is so empowering, right? Because it's like, yeah, I'm my own harshest critic. I'm the perfectionist. I look at everything I do under a microscope nobody else is, is worrying about everyone else is doing that to themselves. (laughs) Nobody Mm -hmm. else is worrying about me like that. And so, you know, when you start to have that feeling of like, are people going to laugh? Are people going to make, but I just saw a a post today. Um, this woman, I know that, um, African-American I've been following her for a long time. Um, and I'm always so just impressed and fascinated by the things that she does. And she posted a link to her website that she put together for herself simple, very minimalist, beautiful website. And she posted and she's like, ah, you know, I finally got my website together. It's not that good. Um, And, you know, you might laugh at me, but it's, it's pretty simple. And I look at it and I'm like, this is so much better than anything I could have put together. Mm -hmm. And if anyone laughs at you, send them my way. I will fight them. Like (laughs) I will will take them on for you, you know? (laughs) And I could, I could feel the imposter syndrome in that tweet. I could feel the somebody's going to find me out. So I'm going to, I'm going to downplay what I did. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I can kind of, you know, point out the downsides before somebody else can point it out ahead of me. You know, that's, that's so common that we do, we talk down to ourselves Mm -hmm. so that other, if other people talk down to us, it doesn't hurt as much. I think that's also a subset of imposter syndrome and it sucks. It sucks to see or hear your friends do that to themselves. And it always makes me mad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, stop talking about my friend that way, you know? Yes. The other thing, the other word that comes along with this is the word just. I cannot tell you how many times, especially women, but other people too, will say, I'm just a designer, as in I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer. 
Uh, I'm sorry, but did you just create those amazing websites being just a designer? Then own it. It is amazing. Um, I'll have, or I've heard somebody say, oh, I'm just a social media manager. I'm just in marketing. Like, what is this just thing? Like, yeah. own it. I'm just a this. I'm just a that. No freaking way. I am a. Mm -hmm. Drop the just. You are a. You, you know? are. You uh, totally you are. are. And I especially hear this when people say I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Ugh. Oh. And I hate that because hate it's that like too. what I'm hearing is that there's so much self-deprecation in there that you've downplayed that I could have, I could have gone to college. I could have done this. I had dreams. I didn't do them. I chose to raise human beings. The hardest job ever. Productive people, right? That's like, so many people don't do well. <laughs> like I don't ever want to hear that word like and and I will correct some people like if I if you said oh I'm just at this I would say Allie you're not just you are own yeah. it girl right you're not going to say that to strangers all the time because then it also makes them feel bad about what they just said and yeah. there's the whole downward there's a time thing. and place there is a time and place but if I could give a piece of if I could give like let's say three pieces of advice to people who um have or or think they have imposter syndrome okay mm -hmm. number one is drop the just just drop it say in front of a mirror if you have to I always think that's silly like I don't actually talk to my mirror but some people do and it's important mm -hmm. I will say things in my head or I'll say them out loud to myself I am a community Good. marketer I mm -hmm. am a community manager like I am a podcaster I am a blogger I am a writer I am an author I am a photographer like I, I'm not just a hobbyist. Mm -hmm. I'm a photographer, damn it. I may not be getting paid a lot of money for my photos, but gosh darn it, they're really good pictures, mm -hmm. right? So just because I don't get paid for them doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah. So I am a photographer. Like the, that's the kind of self-talk we have to have. The next piece of advice I would say is if you really do struggle with this, find a mentor who can help you diagnose those things in your head. I don't mean diagnose it as in a doctor way, but yeah. can go through and come up with, help you figure out why those, those speed bumps, those brick walls, whatever they are, are in place for you and figure out how to break them down. I coached somebody from being too afraid to ask a question at a meetup to giving a WordCamp talk in four months. And that's because she had it with it within her the whole time. Did I teach her anything? I really didn't. Did I help her uncover within herself the things that she knew and could overcome to be able to have that badge on her, you know, WordPress.org page? Yeah, because she was awesome. So, you know, so the second piece of advice is, is get a mentor or a coach who can help you through those things. And the third is challenge yourself to do the things that are hard. Doesn't mean you have to apply to speak at WordCamp Asia, Europe, or you WordCamp mm -hmm. US. Maybe that's so overwhelming you break out in a cold sweat. Maybe WordCamp Buffalo, which has 140 people, and uh, and they're all really wonderful because they didn't vilify me out the door when I said when I came in for summer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's coming on a podcast with somebody where you could talk one on one, and afterwards you can say. I liked it, or maybe don't put that one out or whatever. Have some control over what you do. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to start at the top. You can build your way up, but challenge yourself to do things that are hard because that's the only way you get to the things that are harder. And I promise the payback to yourself in overcoming those, those obstacles is phenomenal. It really is. It really is. Those are really good pieces of advice. I like all of those a lot. 
Um, I'm trying to think if I have a piece of advice, but I feel like I've shared so much already. I took yours. Um, (laughs) I think, okay, I'm going to add one piece of advice to yours just because I um, am petty and I want to add something. Um, I would say keep a list somewhere in like a journal or a Word document or something of every time you feel that that imposter syndrome, every time you feel that feeling of I can't do that, I shouldn't do that, I'll be found out, blah, blah, blah. Just keep a list. And notice how many times you say that to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And when and if and as you start to say, okay, no, I am going to do that thing. I am going to apply for that. I am going to sign up. I am going to try. Keep a list of that as well. And every time you do get something, every time something goes well, every time you have a success, keep a list of that as well. And you'll start to see how many times it works out because obviously not everything is going to work out. Not every opportunity is going to work out. Yeah. Maybe sometimes, you know, it's, it's just not the right fit and it doesn't feel great, but you tried. Right. And the trying Mm -hmm. is important because without the trying, you don't get the success ever, you know? So I would say, I would say keep, keep a little imposter syndrome, um, battle log, of all the times that you <laughs> acknowledged it and all the times you fought back against it. And like, I, I, I've been doing that in my head the past few years. Like I really, in my journal, I'll, I'll, I'll note stuff down or I, there, there are specific points in my life when I've gone after a certain opportunity or I've, you know, done something that I log it in my head of like, man, I totally thought I couldn't do that. And I did it and it worked out. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it it makes a lot of difference when you can look back and see all of the times that it did end up working out for you. And it stops mm-hmm. being a scary. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you did a pep talk, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, we, will, we I will pep we'll the heck up. out of you. That's right. We will raise you up. <laughs> just like Josh, just like Josh Groban. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. I'm so glad we finally did this episode. I really hope that it's an impactful one for people because we never really talked about it. Um, And if you hear or see someone online or someone in your life and you see them struggling with imposter syndrome or saying, I'm just a blank, send them this episode and it might open open some good thoughts for them. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Bye, Michelle. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.